welcome to the Tahugu Podcast. My name is Kanae. And my name is Nick, a customer support agent at Tofugu and also a Japanese language learner. So, in this episode, we'll be talking about why Japanese people end their sentences with kedo. So, kedo means but in Japanese. <laughs> right. B-U-T. B-U-T. B-U-T, not B-U-T-T. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, I guess like but is like supposed to connect sentences, you know, mm. like in, in English, it's like that too. But instead of connecting sentences, people end sentences with kedo or its formal form is ga. And, you know, like textbooks would teach you that it means but then people be saying like, hi, I'd like to make a reservation, but da da da. Mm, right. Mm. Yeah. What's so next? that's, yeah, right. Like, so that's kind of a mysterious part of maybe like Japanese for beginners, especially if you're not used to like real life conversations. So I guess we'll get to the bottom of it today. <laughs> That's the plan.、Uh, you're not going to find this in a textbook. Yeah, actually, no.、Mm, <laughs> not many. So, Nick, have you ever like, run into someone using this kedo or ga at the end of sentences? Yeah, I surely don't have as much experience hearing it or, or using it in my studies.、Um, but I've definitely heard it and read it a lot in my. Reading and listening practice.、Mm. You've read Yotsubato and stuff, right? Correct, yes.、Mm. So it's more like,、uh, what is it, slice of life kind of materials or? Absolutely, yeah.、Mm. yeah. The example that I point to is Hanashi ga arundakedo,、mm. uh, which means I have something to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, and I, I'm fairly sure I've, I've read it in Yotsuba.、Um, mm. I'm not sure if Yotsuba. Says it, or if, her, or if her father does, it feels like a way to soften your intent、mm-hmm. and make what the speaker is saying feel less direct. And I think it could also like add flexibility、mm-hmm. on how the user can respond to you because you're sort of cutting off the sentence and saying, now、mm. it's your turn to talk. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can respond the way you feel, and I don't want to put the pressure on you. So if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but. That's yeah, kind yeah, of the vibe、yeah. I get.、Mm-hmm. That's the kedo vibe. I think the kedo vibe. Yeah, I think it, <laughs> in this case, especially, I don't know, you feel kind of tense, right? When someone、mm. says to you, hey, we need to talk. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, in, in English, it's very jarring. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like picture your wife saying this, like, you know, we need to talk. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, gosh.、Yeah. That's, that's never good. It's never、uh-huh. good. Whatever、uh, happens next is never going to be a. Yeah.、Uh, never going to be good. <laughs> But I can kind of picture this, you know, Hanashi ga aru ndakedo. I guess I have something to talk about.、Um, mm. But da 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 is now a good time, I guess.、Oh, or something.、Right. Yeah, something like that. But I guess many people end their sentences with this but. Like, just, you know, I have something to say, or I think we need to talk, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> do you feel that in this specific case, like,、mm-hmm. do, do you feel that the situation can be both serious and lighter? Or is this、mm. situation more like 
like you said, like if your if your wife comes up to you and says we have to talk, it's never good. Does it have both? Does it work both ways? You just say it if it's casual, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. You oh, start true, talking. True. <laughs> yeah. If if you don't want to say the next thing that you want to say, mm-hmm. you it's it's probably not the best thing in the world. Yeah. That's but, true. That's true. Yeah. I didn't but think of that. some people like use it just to, I don't know, set the tone, I guess. Um. And oh. it might not be as serious as you think it would be. So that oh, can true. be a possibility too. Yeah, this is a good example though. Because we never really say in English that, uh, hey, we need to talk, but da da da. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I th- <laughs> I, I've, right, exactly. You're not going to yeah. add that, that little but at the end. Yeah. I think there's a level of complexity in the in in the japanese mm-hmm. so we'll get into that later uh, do you have any other like examples or yeah yeah actually um i've also i've heard it when like a character in a show answers a phone call from a person they don't recognize like from an unknown number mm-hmm. um like an example would be like if i'm introducing myself on the phone mm-hmm. I'd, i might say hi nikodasu desu kedo Mm. Um, so it's you're just saying like, my name is Nick. Who is this? In a in a very polite way. Mm-hmm. What what does the deskido add <laughs> to that moment? So this is like, hello, this is Nicholas, but who's <laughs> who's calling or something like oh, that, right? Yeah, is it, right, does it right. make sense though in English if? Someone says that, hello, this is Nicholas, but who's calling? Um, Does it make sense? Yeah, I mean, I've heard like it, it, in a formal way, like, you know, this mm. is Nicholas. May I ask who's calling? You know, especially you, like it, mm, in the business Do you sense. use but though to connect the no. two sentences? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's that's a yeah. especially Japanese thing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is kind of a weird because I can't even tell. I feel I like take time to think. Maybe I can figure it out, but like, right? Um, even like after moving to the states, I knew enough English to you know be able to communicate. But this use of kettle, I think I was using it like in English with <laughs> bat or though. Uh, mm. so I might still do that. So this is like unconsciously <laughs> <laughs> haunting, <ingrained>. yeah, haunting <laughs> J- Japanese, like, uh, people's minds maybe like, <laughs> cause I'm not like a native bilingual or anything. And, um, sometimes I can't even tell the difference or I can tell like when not to use, but <laughs> cause it right, comes right. to me like so natural, like, um, the like I say something and then connect two sentences with but <laughs> even though they're not like contra- contradictory or like contrasting ideas, which oh. like the English but is supposed to do, right? Exactly. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and it's pretty much like a it's a, that's the use case for for button though. They they generally contrast yeah. two things, right? Uh-huh. And Kettle can definitely do that. But then mm, right. it, they can do a little bit more than that too. So I think that's the tricky part. If you have a Japanese friend, 
you speak English too, and you might notice that there use of like but or though might be sometimes off. If so, like that might be because of this. Like kedo can do like the uh, Japanese equivalent can do a little bit more than but or though can do. So (laughs) yeah, no. Now that you mentioned it, I'm. Uh When I do language exchange, I'm definitely going to hear it. I haven't really noticed oh, yeah. it yet, but I'm mm-hmm. now I'm going to hear it. Sort of sometimes, like... yeah, sometimes it feels just like natural, you know. You can't even like, oh, maybe it was like something was off, but I can't identify what it was. And sometimes mm. it might be the bot that's not connecting, contrasting ideas. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hi, Nicholas. Yeah, this one, I think we, if without Kedo, hi, ni, hi, Nicholas desu. Hi, this is Nick. Dochira-sama desu ka? Who's, who's calling? That's kind of maybe like weird or unnatural in Japanese. Oh. Kedo is doing, definitely doing something. <laughs> Though, oh, so like you just yeah. said it without Kedo and you're like, ooh. That doesn't yeah. feel that doesn't that, feel natural to me. <laughs> I guess like that feels a little bit of a statement, like right. uh, assertive. Yeah. Hi, Nicholas. This like, hey, this is Nicholas. I guess like in English you don't use but or anything like that to you don't even like try to connect these ten- two sentences. You just like end sentence. Right. By you know this is Nicholas. Period. Who are you? You know, <laughs> why are you calling me? No, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you calling me? But I guess it comes off a little bit strong in Japanese. Yeah. Hi, Nicholas. This. Dochira-sama desu ka? I guess you kind of try to make the flow natural. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm. It doesn't sound rude, that. does it? Hi, Nicholas. This. Dochira-sama desu ka? It's not rude. Maybe assertive was the right word that you mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, assertive, like a statement, like, right. I don't I know, am, you're stating. That's who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start talking about what kedo does. And we mm. kind of mentioned that, you know, kedo, just like ba or do in English, connect two sentences that contrast with each other. An example would be, Something like, Hitomishiri da kedo, party wa suki. In this case, like, Hitomishiri is like shy. Mm. Mm. So, I am shy or I'm not outgoing, but party wa suki. I like parties. So, it's seemingly contrasting ideas, right? Like, am I stereotyping? I don't know, but like shy uh, no, people, I don't, I don't think so. yeah, shy well, and parties, you know. <laughs> as a person who's naturally introverted, like myself, I do think those are contrasting ideas. Not that I don't mm-hmm. like parties, mm-hmm. but if I'm not, if I'm a shy person, you'd ex- or you know, in the general sense, if you're shy, it can be assumed that you might not like parties with lots of people, or right. Um, so so. Sort of subverting that expectation and saying, I'm not outgoing, but I like going to parties. Yeah. It's a surprise. And that's what you learn in the textbook, right? That's the textbook way yeah. of learning kiddo as a particle. 
Uh huh. And also, this is the English. Like, this is where the English ba and kedo are overlapped. I think. Right.、Uh, yeah. No. Definitely. Uh、mm-hmm. huh. So, in addition to that, kedo can do more, as I said, and then that is to like add context to what you're about to say. So, an example would be. You're asking someone for a favor, and then you can use kedo to provide the context behind your request. For example, maybe you ask your husband, "Tamago ga nai nda kedo, kaeri ni katte kite kureru." Ah, so tamago is eggs. So we are out of eggs. Can you buy some on your way home? And these two sentences: We're out of eggs, and can you buy some? On your way home, are connected with kedo. Tamago ga nai nda kedo, kaeri ni katte kite kureru. And if you try to translate this to English with but, that'd be kind of weird because you'd be saying, "We're out of eggs, but can you buy some on your way home?" <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make much sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Tamago ga nai. We are out of eggs. Is a it's re- the reason behind、right. the request, which is you know,、uh, can you buy some on your way home? So that would be weird. <laughs> There are no contra- yeah. Con- yeah contrast them. So with kedo, you can do something like that. You know, adding context of like why you are asking this person to buy eggs. You、mm. know,、uh, and the reason being we are out of eggs. <laughs> Right, right,、yeah. exactly.、Mm-hmm. So it doesn't translate directly very well into English. Yeah, but maybe I use that sometimes in English、mm. too. I guess in Japanese people's mind, might be just me, but like kedo is just natural for like connecting sentences like this too.、Mm. When I was、um, sort of thinking about this sentence,、mm-hmm. and you mentioned. The reason it sounded a bit like "kara no de" since、mm-hmm. because it had that kind of feeling to it. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if there's any sort of connection between those two those two ideas, or if they can、mm-hmm. use them if you can use them interchangeably, or is there something is there more nuance to using "kedo" over、mm-hmm. "kara",、um, or even if there's any relationship at all? Right. So that's interesting because they're all like conjunctive. Particles, I、Correct. think, yeah, like they are supposed to like connect sentences, but kara and node can end sentences, and、uh, this is more technical, like you know, linguistic jargon. But、uh, it, they're <laughs> they're all yeah, they're all called like ishashi <laughs> kotoba.、Uh, so I was doing research on those, and they can definitely be interchangeable in this specific situation because the.、Oh. Tamago ga nai is the reason behind the request of katte kite kureru, you know. So tamago ga nai kara kaeri ni katte kite kureru. For example, we are out of eggs, so can you buy some on your way home? That works. Yeah, is there、mm-hmm. a, is there is there a nuance between using either one? Yeah. So in this case, I feel like ah,、uh, so kara and no de. Are often translated as because, right?、Correct. So right. it's 
more like stating them as reasons. Mm. Mm. I see. Yeah. I mean, like, Kedo is providing you the reason too, but I guess it's more clear that it's the reason. <laughs> I, oh, guess, okay. Ked, I guess Ked, with Kedo, the two sentences that are connected, you know, are loosely related, but not necessarily those like causal relationships. Like, mm. This is the reason, and this is the request, or this is the reason, and this is the result kind of relationship. Maybe like Kedo is a little bit more flexible. Oh. There are definitely overlap between them. And then there are situations like Tamago ga nai kara, Tamago ga nai kedo, da kedo. You know, there are situations that they can be used interchangeably. Hmm. Very interesting. Time for Wanikani ad. Please feel free to skip this bird if you like. For those who are not familiar with Wanikani, Wanikani is a kanji and Japanese vocabulary learning platform where you can learn 2,000 kanji and more than 6,000 vocabulary items within a little over a year. And today, Nick will share his story about using Wanikani. Hey, Nick. Hello. So I started studying grammar when I reached Wanikani level 10. And being being familiar with the kanji included in beginner textbooks uh, before I even opened the first pages was one of the biggest benefits of using Wanikani. Mm -hmm. Wanikani is really good at making the bridge to grammar study easier to cross because by the time you reach level 10, you already know many of the kanji and the vocabulary that you might find in textbooks like Genki One or Minna no Nihongo, mm -hmm. which in turn allowed me to focus on the context of the grammar points and how they get arranged in sentences rather than trying to like decipher each word or mm -hmm. the or each reading of a kanji. Right. Uh, that was really uh, challenging in the beginning, but Wanikani really made that a lot mm -hmm. easier. I felt able to like skip the kanji and vocabulary lists in Genki mm -hmm. and, and dive right into the grammar points because I knew I was going to get closer and closer to enjoying the native material and graded readers, which was really my goal from the start. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the goal of a lot of, uh, a lot of learners as well. That's true. Uh, would you recommend uh, Wanikani users to wait until they hit level 10 or so to start their grammar studies? Yeah, I think that's, it's, mm. a, it's a good, it's a good level uh, to start at. You have a lot of kanji and vocabulary under your belt. Um, but as a, as a customer support agent, <laughs> Uh, when uh, putting my customer support agent hat on, <laughs> yeah. um, when, when, I, when I have users or learners who ask me like when they mm. should start grammar, I, I just say whenever you feel ready and whenever <laughs> you um, want to dive in. Um, right. Because if you're, if, if you're doing Wanikani and grammar study simultaneously, I think you're in a really good spot. That's true. Yeah, I think it's up to you after all. Yeah. If you know more vocabulary, that's great too. You know, that's an advantage that you don't get. You don't have to look up every word you run into, I guess. 
it, it makes things so much, so much easier to, to decipher. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, thank you for sharing your story, Nick. And so if you're interested in using Wanikani, the first three levels are free. So be sure to try the trial levels to see if it works for you. And if you end up really liking Wanikani, you can use our special coupon code. It gives you a 25% discount for monthly and annual subscriptions. It's KEDO, K-E-D-O, or uppercase. And you can redeem this code until the end of June 2023. And the discount lasts for one year. So check out Wanikani. Now let's get back to the episode. So, you know, with the two usages or uses of kettle in mind, which was one, you know, just like English, you connect to contrasting ideas. And also like one is to provide context. We can talk about how they can be used at the end of sentences. So the first one would be kedo for adding afterthoughts. Mm. This is more about the contrasting ideas, I think. So let's say your friend went to a concert and you're asking how it was. Your friend says, かなり人がいたよ。会場は小さかったけど。so they were saying there were quite a few people there. The venue was small though. So this doll is the equivalent to the kettle at the end of the sentence. Oh, okay. Mm. So that's the so the implication is that even that there were a lot of people at the venue. Mm-hmm. That if there were a lot of people there, you might imagine that the venue was was big. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So since the speaker added kedo to the end of the se- of the second sentence, mm-hmm. they're they're just like modifying the assumption, clarifying that the venue was small and not large, which was expected. That mm-hmm. that seemed a little bit convoluted, but is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, like we do that. Uh, we do this in English a lot with though. Right. I feel like, you know, people do end their sentences with though, even though I don't know if that's uh, correct. No, yes. yeah, I do that all the, I do that all the time. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. but I, I, I was wondering if it was like grammatically correct oh. <laughs> in English. I don't know. I can tell they, you, I know, mm. I know more Japan. I know more about Japanese grammar than I know about English grammar. English grammar. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because I don't think I learned this in textbooks, like English textbooks. So it might mm. be kind of a similar genre of like kettle at the end of sentences. And another example would be, let's say your friend says to you something like, oh, wait. Does your dad own a company? And your response may be something like, It's a small company though. So this one is an afterthought. And this one also has a, you know, yes, my dad owns a company, but it's not, it's not a big deal kind of humbling effect. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, he's, the the speaker who received the compliment 
about mm-hmm. their parent is like, well, you know, it's a small company though. It's like, it's, it's, he, yeah. yeah, he does. He does own a company, but it's small. Yeah, it's not a big deal. He's deflecting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. a way, can, can you deflect compliments towards yourself as well? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh. Say, oh, like a potlucks or something. You make something. <laughs> <laughs> and someone right, says, right. oh, this is delicious. And oh, yeah, thank you. I don't know. Pre-made. Hamburger though. helper. <laughs> yeah, hamburger helper, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pre-made or like, you know, those kids kind of. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's how my food would be. I, I know. <laughs> I know everyone would be lying if I brought food mm-hmm. to a potluck and they said they liked it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. But, you know, that kind of though can be used for yourself as well. Okay. Uh, and this is a good way to humble you know this is kind of a japanese culture to sound trying to sound humble i guess be humble yeah so yeah i I don't know if there's an english equivalent to that other than like deflecting Mm. compliments i mean i know people who who don't like receiving compliments um Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't feel like there's something linguistic in english like there is Mm. in japanese that's yeah, equivalent. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's deep though. <laughs> you know? I, <laughs> now sorry, you say that. <laughs> now you say that. It feels like it's ingrained in the language as well, I guess. Yeah. Reading through the 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 article you wrote and, mm-hmm. and getting a feel for for this through immersion, um, mm-hmm. for for the way this uh particle is used, that I definitely get that vibe that it's trying to deflect compliment mm. to accept it in a way, but also like say, like, you know qualify it with something else mm-hmm. like the way the listener deflects the compliment about their dad's company yeah so, yeah that definitely seems from a learner's perspective it's it's pretty um it's pretty apparent mm-hmm. that that seems to be the, the the way the culture goes where you, you don't want to like take the compliment as is all the time <laughs> yeah yeah that's a really good point because you know textbooks don't really i guess if i was writing the textbook, this would be really hard to explain because because sure. of the cultural background as well. I feel like Kedo is really nuanced. And then, I mean, like through emerging, because it's used a lot, I think people can kind of get a sense of it. But this is kind of hard one because it's like really closely related to the cultural background of people uh, deflecting compliments or <laughs> right uh, yeah we can talk about that more later because there's more hmm. kiddos usages that are from that kind of <laughs> cultural background right yeah so that's a good that's a good point kiddo really represents the japanese culture yeah it seems like Thinking it's really about important it. yeah <laughs> yeah because the next one next example i was gonna say is Kedo for being less confrontational. Ah, right. <laughs> mm. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, like, Kedo can be handy when you want to sound less confrontational. And there's an example that, you know, there's the famous blood type personality theory in Japan. In case you don't know, that's a famous theory in Japan. Uh, the blood, your blood type. Mm. affects your personality. <laughs> oh, 
That's interesting. I mean, I've I've heard of it before. I haven't really read much about it. I know there's an article somewhere on Tofugu about it. Yeah, I wrote uh, it. Might it. Actually, I, yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure, and I think it's also linked in the in the article we're talking about. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, could you enlighten me a little bit because I, I I really don't know anything about it other than the fact that it exists. Well, do you know your bot type? <gasps> See, that's how that's how <laughs> non-important it is. Like, I know in, in America. <laughs> I don't even know my husband's blood type. He's from the oh, states. Really? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> but for example, I'm blood type B. Mm. Type B is considered to be like selfish, self-centered people <laughs> for some oh. reason. So yeah. No way. I mean, like, <laughs> how could they affect you? Your personality. That's kind of weird. But like, type A would be earnest or like clean type a b b eccentric things like that um it's just so what all about stereotyping people <laughs> yeah really so what happens yeah. when like someone doesn't live up to their to their blood type like a person who has b type blood is just a <laughs> is a giver a philanthropist a person who likes to to really help other people like oh yeah like me does that hurt the argument <laughs> yeah <laughs> right, like, right. I mean, you're, you're you're a great person yeah <laughs> i mean like I, I i like to think so <laughs> yeah but i guess like people if you're a big believer in this theory they kind of oh you're like an exception or <laughs> you, oh. you yeah you know but you have selfish side too i mean everybody everybody does really sure oh yeah we yeah we're all, we're all very complex creatures right <laughs> right i think so so i don't know <laughs> okay so so you're gonna be um the 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 person who responds in this next scenario i assume oh yeah so <laughs> so going back to kedo you know for being less confrontational um let's say i mean i got this a lot growing up but oh my gosh that's yeah, great that's, I, mean, I mean not not great but <laughs> that's interesting really that's interesting. funny that's funny <laughs> yeah. though so when your friend uh, is this you know the big believer of blood type personality personality sorry in japan and they may say something like b-型の人ってわがままだよね <laughs> like people with blood type B are self-centered, right? <laughs> and I would, be, I'd be saying things like, "Well, like I don't think so, but da da da." Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I wouldn't end just "私はそう思わない." I don't think so. Oh, uh, yeah, that you sounds don't wanna... really direct. Yeah. yeah, right? It sounds like yeah. assertive and like, I don't think so, period, you know. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> nope. You can say that, but in this situation, uh, it feels more natural to say it with a kettle. I don't think so, but da, da, da. yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah, that whatever. definitely has similar... I think there's an English equivalent for that one. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that 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 yeah or but whatever. <laughs> yep, I've definitely used that in the past mm -hmm. couple yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to agree, but you don't want to come off too strong or confrontational, I guess. Mm. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's that that feels like a going back to the 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 idea of Japanese culture that mm-hmm. that sort of falls in line with the way this particle, the way this usage of kedo is going. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> this really represents the Japanese like culture. Yeah, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, I wonder um, if you have like what what <laughs> what might like mm-hmm. a a confrontational friend mm-hmm. like they they might think that saying watashi wa so omoenaikedo is like an mm-hmm. invitation <laughs> to continue the debate. Oh, right. Um, I'm not sure if that's that that's the case, but if that if that were the case, like. How would you respond to that? Oh, how would how would the person who wants to keep going <laughs> keep the conversation going? Would I guess part of my question is specific? Would they mention the fact that you said kedo, or would they would they kind of hint to the fact that like you know what what you know? Oh how would yeah, they yeah. Say, how would they say it? Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Kedo nani or something like that. Oh but, really? But what like? <laughs> 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 okay that's yeah, great yeah yeah <laughs> have you I ever mean, had a like, friend like that <laughs> uh i don't think so i feel oh, like we're all kind of you know japanese people respect harmony i guess more than that's being awesome. like fights and confrontations uh but well, maybe you're, you're during be- arguments with close friends maybe mm. right right mm. right well, you're you're living up. You're you're living. Actually, you're living past your blood type. You're you're the, you're the, you're the bigger person there. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. So monaikedo, but but if I was curious, what is following after right. that? Then yeah. I might say, "Kedo nani?" <laughs> Not like right. a cocky attitude, but you know, like <laughs> a, I'm just like genuinely curious type of vibe. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're 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 sort of like the the subtext is like not not trying to be confrontational, just trying to like know what's mm-hmm. the second part of your sentence. Yeah, yeah. That's all I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it, this all this depends on your tone and everything too. You know, it's not True. like using kettle means certain things. It's just that I'm just talking about how. Um, it can be interpreted um, or right. like possible effects that it can add. So sure, when it comes to uh, Kedo being less confrontational, like you can kind of like use it to reject someone's invitation, for example, as well. Oh, okay. mm. So if we want to avoid... If you want to avoid saying no to your friend's invite to some events, like dinner or something, but if you don't want to be direct about it, you can say something like, like, uh, I really want to go, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> I love the dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, it's just, this can work in English too, that, hmm. right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like like, do you want to hang later? Ah, I really want to go, but da da da. <laughs> Man, that see, like, going back to the fact that I'm a bit introverted, that is like my go-to. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, <laughs> I really want to go, but I got this thing. Yeah. Um, usually in English, like, f- at least in my own experience, it always means no, like all the time. <laughs> like it's like it's it's a hard no. I, I, 
maybe maybe for other people it might not be that but for me it's like i really want to go but um i was wondering if if that is an immediate no for the person who's listening like do they kind of take it as a no or is there is there a chance (laughs) is there a chance for a fun night (laughs) yeah i've not i mean like this one really depends on the tone as well okay that makes sense but the way you said like i'd really want to go that that sounds like that makes me feel like i still have a chance (laughs) yeah it's like i'm gonna find a way you know like i really want to go but I'll, i'll try to find a way uh-huh. But um, for you, that's no, that's a hard no, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, if I probably said... Mm. <laughs> when my friends um, hear that, they know that I'll, mm-hmm. I won't be coming out tonight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Friends know then. Fr- friends know. Yeah. Friends have uh-huh. that intuition. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so but, but in general, like, if you, if you want to, like, sort of politely let them down that's this is a phrase you can use definitely yeah. i mean what would a direct no sound like let's see uh, that'd be good, yeah. ikanai. good ikanai. Ikanai. <laughs> that, that sounds like go. you don't want to go <laughs> yeah yeah i won't go never <laughs> uh, or ikenai, mm. ikenai. Hai. Gomen, gomen ikenai. like i can't go but that sounds like i don't know if what if your friend asks you for like a proof that you can't go? Oh, okay. There's 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 some extra. I guess to give you a direct no, you can say I can't go, but that invites questioning. That's what it sounds like. Well, that feels <laughs> really pushy though. The person who invites you, but people can oh. be like that sometimes if they really really want you to come. I see. What might you say or what's missing from Like what's the oh, second half of the sentence in most cases? I can't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Or like I have homework. I have stuff to do. I need mm. to be somewhere else. I see. Okay. But you're, but, you're just not saying it to, to sort of soften the no. Make mm, it seem less... And maybe you want to keep the possibility to, if you change your mind or something. Like, oh. this is really wishy-washy, you know? Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, it sounds it. It sounds it. It, sounds, it feels like there's a lot of ways this can go. Right. Right. So you don't you don't want to reveal that second half of the sentence because there's a possibility that, that what you were going to say can change. Yeah. I really hmm. want to go, but, well, it might be hard this time. But Right. You didn't say you can't, you know? That's true. You didn't say you can't or you can, so. <laughs> That's true. You're leaving it open. That's great. Yeah, 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 re- yeah. It seems really useful. And it seems like, <laughs> it just seems like the, the way to respond. I don't know. Yeah, 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 you know? it is. I mean, like, it, unless you really want to go and 100% right. <laughs> in, you know, like, oh, I want to go. But this can be genuine one too, you know? You actually might have some things to do and you might actually see if you can like reschedule other things to, you know, make it work. Oh, that's that's mm. helpful. That's helpful mm-hmm. to know. So this is hard to know, you know, like the level of genuineness, I guess. 
Mm. True. You have unless to kind you of be know in the situation. The yeah, unless you mm. know the person really well, like your friends. <laughs> True. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. well, you know, if you, friends, you can just intuit. Yeah. You just, it's just intuitive to what they what they're thinking and what you're thinking. They know what you're thinking and you know what they're thinking. Right. Right. So maybe this <laughs> depends on the person too. Right. You know, oh, Nick says if Nick says this, it means a no, or you know, <laughs> right. if Nick says this, <laughs> that's true. Uh-huh, yep, I, we might have a chance, kind of thing. You know, <laughs> oh, I've revealed my cards. Hopefully, none of my friends <laughs> listen to this podcast. Yeah, they're gonna, they're really gonna know. I mean, they already kind of know, but yeah. they're gonna find out for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure many people can relate, though. You know, true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I'm sure a lot of people listening are be like, yeah, that's exactly how I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly I'm introverted too. So like, yeah, I, <laughs> I totally can relate. Um, yeah. So the next one would be Kedo for expressing uncertainty. And this feels like closely related to Japanese culture as well. This Kedo is similar to when we say, but I'm not sure. Like something, something, but I'm not sure. So it's almost like a disclaimer saying, oh, you can't rely on me as a as a resource of this information kind of thing. Oh. So the example would be someone asks you, when's Koichi's birthday? And then you say, huh, I think that's Wednesday next week. But da, da, da. I'm not 100% sure. Don't rely <laughs> on me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We use a lot in this situation I guess this comes off as the lack of confidence maybe especially in American culture oh mm. yeah right? I totally yeah 100% yeah I, I don't think there's as many um, ways to to be less direct in English in like in, mm-hmm. in English speaking countries and I think sometimes that level of uncertainty is maybe frowned upon I guess mm. is the word like it's like it's, it seems like in Japanese, it's not as, it's not um, a sign of, of weakness as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can provide the context on that, but I know in English, like appearing uncertain mm-hmm. is generally looked upon as, as a weakness in right. my experience. Right. I mean, like, I think it would be enough to kind of express uncertainty, I feel like, in English. I hmm. think that's Wednesday next week. That means that's your assumption, right? Right, right, mm. right. So you don't need to say, I think that's Wednesday next week, but I'm not sure. That extra, but I'm not sure part <laughs> might not be necessary. That feels extra. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh-huh. yeah, I totally agree. I think adding that makes you, makes it less, cer- makes it even less certain. Right, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but like people do do that in Japanese culture, I feel like. So, but you know, we were talking about this can be sign of weakness and in professional settings in Japanese culture too, like this could seem unreliable for sure, you know? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But this like expression of uncertainty is like ingrained in the Japanese culture like people tend to do this quite often. Like they use words like tabun, like maybe to express uncertainty unless they are hundred percent sure about something. <laughs> oh, okay. So if you're not a hundred percent sure, you're you're using one of these 
terms. <laughs> I feel like that, like, you know, like the level of certainty or uncertainty that you can be certain in Japan is different from like somewhere else, like says the States, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can like... say it without those like kind of wishy-washy words and be wrong. And you just own up to it in the States, I feel like. <laughs> That's, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of to piggyback off of that, it feels like like if you're an English speaker who's learning Japanese, that these mm-hmm. concepts mm-hmm. aren't, they seem, a, they might seem a little foreign, right? Right. And they, they, would, they would take time to sort of get ingrained into your, into your speaking because it does, adding that extra uncertainty does sometimes feel, I guess, redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a redundancy to it, like you'd mentioned yeah. before about like adding, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Because there's, in this situation, it doesn't feel like there's an exact equivalent in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. People who are so kind of trying to get a sense of this concept of like uh, expressing uncertainty in Japanese, uh, they might try to get used to that by using those words a lot Mm -hmm. like taboo or something but be careful just be careful in professional settings so you know good to know yeah because it doesn't make you sound like polite oh i mean like it, it it's not about being polite or not this can make you seem unreliable or unprofessional sometimes like i don't want to Doctor, for example, saying, uh, <laughs> I think this is bad, but I'm not sure, <laughs> you know? I, th- I think we have to operate on your liver, but it could be your spleen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, we don't want that. Like, no. that's an extreme example, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true, though. It's, you don't want that, especially from mm-hmm. prof- professionals. Yeah, you know, sometimes people think, Adding kedo at the end of the sentence makes you sound more Japanesey or like more native-like or makes you sound more softer, politer, things like mm. that. But yeah, you should be careful with those things, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems like from what I've learned in, in, in this episode mm-hmm. as a learner, um, it seems like it's very important to use it. Yeah. But you're just, you're sort of saying like, Here's the caution. You should you should learn where to use it and how to use it and when to use it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, that's... it is important. It's like foundational, uh-huh. it seems. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> I mean, you can totally grow your sense of this kettle. Yeah, you suggest like through immersion and everything. But I wanted to write an article about this more in depth because you know <laughs> that can be hard to just listen to people using it and you trying to use it with Japanese people, that can be hard. That can take time, I think. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the yeah. article helped me out a lot with that. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. So I guess the last one is to give flexibility of how to respond. And this one is the one out of these that we talked about. This one is the only one that's to add context as opposed to showing like contrasting ideas. Mm. So this might sound like a foreign concept to you because the English equivalent 
but doesn't do this. But this one is really handy. So I'm really excited about this. <laughs> oh, good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just to remember that, you know, kettle can be used to add context, you know, like we're out of eggs. Can you buy some on your way home? Example from audio. And this can be used at the end of sentences as well. Maybe one of the most common examples for this is to make a reservation or make a phone call. Yeah, this sounds important. Yeah, so a typical <laughs> opening phrase for when you're calling a restaurant to make a reservation is もしもし予約したいんですけど So it's Hello, I like to make a reservation but dot 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 <laughs> We don't <laughs> that say dot, that dot, in... dot dot has returned <laughs> Yeah, dot 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 has returned So in English, that's kind of weird, right? Hello, Definitely. I like to make a reservation but but why? <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you did that in English, the person on the other side would be like, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? <and? laughs> What's mm -hmm. next? So that's 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 interesting because like in English culture that doesn't work like that. And then, you know, the listener, the person at the restaurant, the restaurant staff would be like waiting for what you're about to say. But... In this case, with kedo in Japanese, this is kind of a sign of you wanting for the listener to respond. <laughs> it's like a talking stick, oh. you know, like in therapy and <laughs> like stuff. Pass, like, pass the yeah. ball, like the yeah, speaking ball. Yeah, pass the button. Yeah, speaking ball, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Kedo is kind of like that, you know, like, hi, I like to make a reservation. What do I do? Like, do you need my name? Do you need the date? Number of people in my party? Stuff like that, you know? Mm. You don't know what they want to know. So you kind of want to leave that to them. That's nice. So yeah. Sort of thinking about others. So it's it's the collective, right? Yeah, You're yeah. thinking about how they're going to respond. Giving exactly. them the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So this is considered, often considered as polite way to start a like phone conversation uh especially and you can open up the possibility of like how the listener can respond for their convenience like w whatever however convenient that is for them <laughs> kind of <laughs> so if you work at if you ever work at a restaurant in japan you pick a phone they might say yoyakushitaindeskedo don't wait you know? Don't wait. <laughs> it's your turn to talk. Yeah, it, this means, <laughs> hey, please let me know what is the next kind of, you know, thing. So. And that's just, and that's just sort of in, intuitive. Is so when you when you typically mm -hmm. call a restaurant um, and you you want to make a reservation, is this pretty much invariably how you will call? Uh, what a say? lot of times, I think. Yeah, a lot of times, yes. You know, you just, with Kettle, you're just like providing the context, I guess. You're explaining your context that you want to make a reservation. But, but you, but you mm. don't know what, the, like you want to give the, uh, the people on the other side the opportunity to tell you yes or no or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever you want them to tell you. Maybe, you know, the restaurant is closing today. 
sadly. Right? Yeah. In that I, case, I, you know what? Mm-hmm. I did. I I called. I I want a Thai food tonight, and mm-hmm. I called my local Thai place, and they were closed for maintenance. So I didn't oh. even get a chance to to make a reservation. It was it was it was really sad. This little side right? note. <laughs> so like you know like maybe you get you're really prepared and then you with the opening phrase like hello I'll let, I like to make a reservation for tonight for um two of us at like 7 p.m. or something you know that's a lot of information at all once but if the restaurant is closed for maintenance like I would regret that I said that all oh, at oh. the first place I don't know. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's how you do it in English. You would actually provide mm. all that context. So this feels like where Kido sort of kind of goes away mm. from the from like having an English equivalent. Like Yeah. I can't do that without like having a cheat note in English. Like, what, what do you I mean? can't <laughs> say like I can't say like all that once. <laughs> on a phone call like oh can you i'd like to make a reservation for <laughs> i don't know it's like well, too long too for much. me yeah like, that's like, too much information a, even for me <laughs> it's the japanese uh, brain <laughs> taking over it's like i'm gonna let you talk yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 for yeah. Me. <laughs> definitely now i i'm now i'm curious how i do that in english uh there were differently a situation i had to make phone calls like this but right right <laughs> yeah um but this is convenient you know like especially for if you're not a native speaker of japanese you can do a little by little right <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah this is actually a really good one i think i think a lot of people they learn japanese to to get to a point where they can order right at a restaurant and i think this is a really um like good way to initiate a reservation uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, in this, this specific instance. It's kind of cool. And if you don't want to end a sentence like that, you could say, like, is there any availability on Wednesday or something more specific too? But this, like, ending it with kedo kind of creates a unique effect where you're intentionally making it vague so that the listener can respond in a way that's convenient for them. Uh, and it's not like you're making a reservation, meaning like you're maybe like planning to go to a popular restaurant and that's not uncommon for them to like be fully booked for the week or for the month, you know, popular restaurants in Tokyo, it's hard to make <laughs> reservations sometimes. So uh, this is a good opening phrase for things like that too. You feel like you wasted your time to say all that information. <laughs> yeah, it's much easier just to to say less, right? Like abbreviate. <laughs> Yeah, and then if that's possible to make a reservation to start, then they would ask, you know, what date, how many guests, things like that. Or they might want to know your name first, whatever that's convenient for them. Yeah, it's just, it's all about like consideration for the person you're talking to in this situation, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this one's really convenient. And other things like, you know, thinking about the listeners going to Japan for trips or something, you can use it for other things like staying at hotel or Airbnb in Japan. And, you know, if you have problems, 
like if the toilet's leaking, for example, and you <laughs> have to call the Airbnb owner, like, ah, すいません、トイレが水漏れしてるんですけど or something, you know. Oh, excuse me, the toilet's leaking. Never a good thing. Never、yeah. a good thing. <laughs> the toilet's leaking, but da da da.、Um, can you do something about it? You know, it's the implication, I guess. Or that was, that was going to be that was going to、mm. be my question is like,、mm-hmm. yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> like, yeah, right. P- please, please help me. I can't do this myself. <laughs>、mm-hmm. Well, in English, what should we say? I guess we just end the sentence, just explain. Like, hello, we got a little bit of problem here. The toilet's leaking. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably how I would say it. And I think,、mm. I think there's an expectation that the <laughs> next sentence is, I'm, I'm on my way or something or, or how to fix it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think ending the sentence with a period, like, I'm calling because the toilet is leaking.、Mm-hmm. And then maybe the next question is, you know, when, when can you get here to fix it? Oh, yeah. If you want to be direct, or would、yeah. you say that to start? I think so. Yeah, I would.、Mm. I, I,、mm. I would. Especially if it was like leaking. I think it depends on how bad, <laughs> how bad the、yeah. toilet is leaking.、Uh-huh. But, but I think it's, it's an effective way. It seems like an effective way in Japanese too, because you're giving the person that you're calling the, the、mm. ability to respond, <laughs> hopefully, with what you want them to say. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And other things like there's not hot water in the shower, like shower no yuka denai in this kedo, or <laughs>、oh, gosh, the、terrible. door doesn't open, doa ga kanai in this kedo. I think you need to find a better Airbnb, Kanai. Yeah, I mean, well, have you experienced any of this?、Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah.、Um, you did, you I've, had, mm. I've had no hot. Water in in my apartment at times. And, and I've I've called I've called the front office and I try to be polite. So I think, yeah, the the what you mentioned before about like there's no hot water in the shower, period. And then maybe I would say something else. But、mm. I don't I don't think I would I would add like but to the sentence. Right. This right, feels like right. another situation where like it's something uniquely Japanese to offer like the The baton, the speaking ball <laughs> to, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. to the person on the phone.、Mm-hmm. This is not really about like contrasting ideas. It's true. The, it's the other one. It's the other use to provide context. So, oh, but sorry, that、yeah. maybe doesn't work here. But I, I, I was like kind of saying it to show literal translation how, you know, this unique, how this is unique and how this is different from. The English equivalent, but right, but yeah, this is kind of interesting, but also really handy, <laughs> very handy, especially、yeah. if, you're, if you're in the worst Airbnb in Japan. Yeah, well, so today we talked about oh, wait, we had a we had a question from Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's true, that's true,、yeah. we almost forgot. Yes, so last week or、um, a couple of days before we recorded the podcast. I asked on Twitter if anybody had any questions about how Japanese speakers use kedo at the end、mm-hmm. of their sentences. And、uh, we got a, a great question from、uh, Philip Starhill. He tweeted us asking It seems like you can also add uncertainty with kamoshirenai or just、mm. kamo. 
Is there a situation where kedol is a better or worse alternative to end a sentence? Hmm. Yeah, this is a good question. I didn't. I don't think we mentioned kamo or kamoshire nai, but those are things that are added to the end of sentences in Japanese and to kind of express uncertainty. Um. So one thing I want to clarify is kedo itself doesn't express uncertainty on its own, uh, but when it's paired with tabun or omou or kamo kamoshirenai, it kind of amplifies uncertainty by implying I think this is this, but you know I'm not hundred percent sure. Like kedo mm. part kedo kind of implies, but da da da. I'm not hundred percent sure part. So I don't think it's like a situation where it's one or or the other. If you're comparing it with kedo kamoshirenai or kedo, if it makes sense. But mm. they get paired up a lot. Um, oh, okay. Like for example, if you wanna say. Maybe Koichi is coming to the party tomorrow. You can say Koichi wa ashita no party ni kuru kamoshirenai kedo. Da da da. Sounds like Koichi is maybe coming to the party tomorrow, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like he uh, may not come. So kind of thing. Mm. So when you add kedo to kamoshirenai, it like mm. it just makes it even more. Obvious yeah. that you're not sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, okay. So, like, would you just say "kamoshidenai"? It's like thirty mm. uh, percent uncertain, but you add mm. "kedo" and it's fifty percent uncertain. Mm. <laughs> so it just, it just, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, so, it, from what you're what you're saying, it feels like it just adds uncertainty to to the statement, makes it even more clear yeah, yeah. that you don't don't know mm-hmm. if Koichi's coming. I hope he does, though. Yeah, I hope he does too. <laughs> but also, also, this is this as the vibe of like a disclaimer too. You know, don't rely on me. Oh, that goes He's back to one of our other responsibility. You know? Oh, yeah, that's the one that you don't use at your place of business, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But coach is not my responsibility anyway, so. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. We're not responsible for for Koichi. Yeah. <laughs> so hope that answered the question. Sorry, like I think in the article I said, "kedo" uh, for expressing uncertainty. So I guess that's technically not true. Kedo doesn't itself doesn't add uncertainty. It more it's more like it amplifies. Oh, with okay. other words that ex- that express uncertainty, like tabun tomo or kamoshirenai, like uh, Philip said. That really helps. So yeah. thank you for the question, Philip. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. So today in this episode, we talked about why Japanese people use kedo at the end of their sentences. And for more details about this, please read an article. Kedo, why are Japanese speakers always ending their sentences with but on tofuge.com? And if you like our podcast, please write us an iTunes review. 
If you're lucky, we'll give you a shout out in a future episode. And here's one from Lelka Selka, maybe Lelka Selka from France. Do you want to read it, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. So Lelka Selka says, I am still catching up with the podcast episodes now on the beginning of 2018. So with this comment, it looks like I am time traveling to the beginning of 2023. It works like that, right? Keep up the excellent job, guys. Oh, and Wanikani rules. Thank you for your review and thank you for using Wanikani. And thank you for listening to this episode and hope to see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.